Welcome to the Fitness Nerdcast. I'm your co-host Ryan Smith with fellow coach Stephanie Holbrook, where we get a chance to geek out on all things fitness and bring it to you. First off, things presented here are our opinions developed with over 40 years of combined experience. We are not medical doctors and any information presented here is purely informational. If you'd be interested in working with us, please email us at fitnessnerdspodcast at gmail.com or hop over to our website and blog at fitnessnerdspodcast.com. While you're online, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fitnessnerdspodcast. Now on with the show. And welcome back to the Fitness Nerds Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Smith, with co-host on the line, Stephanie Holbrook. Hey, Coach Stephanie. Hey, Coach Ryan. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Started out my day with a client with a trail run in beautiful Davout Park in Northern Kentucky, which overlooks the the Ohio River and all the view of Cincinnati is absolutely beautiful. So it was a wonderful day to start. Oh, that's cool. I went to the gym because it's hot and humid here, so I worked out inside. It was it was nice. It was about uh, I think whenever I ran, it was a, about sixty eight degrees this morning, so it was perfect. Mm, I think it's probably about ninety five, and we had a storm last night, so it's super humid. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think your definition of humidity is a little different than our humidity here probably. in Kentucky, because we're yeah, it's like mm, runs in that ninety percent kind of thing during the summer right. well high humidity for us i think it today um i know it's 40 percent chance of wearing so i mean it's probably not near as high as yours but right still yeah. pretty high so let's go on to the topic is for um today is being nice to our good bacteria absolutely so, we've got all kinds of bacteria with us that, that are I would consider a symbiotic relationship with our with us. Right. We are actually only one part us and nine parts not us. Right. Nine parts other bacteria. That's right. That's our, our makeup. And those bacteria can do and viruses. There's some healthy, you know, friendly viruses too. They they do amazing things. Like they can produce their own antibiotics, they can eat up um, bad um bad bugs you know um they protect us they protect our gut lining they protect our skin and they're pretty much everywhere on us which is is pretty amazing um i watched a a video put out by npr about the gut biome and i'll include that in the show notes that's so interesting and it's a little cartoon so it's pretty cute shows these little butt gut bacteria or your skin bacteria you know shooting you know, right. antibiotics to kill bad bacteria. So um, we want to be really kind to those bacteria and give them the best chance to, to work for us. So we've yeah. come up with six six things to do, the best six things to help your gut bacteria, or not only your gut bacteria, let's say your microbiome. Exactly. So, yes. So, and, and that's one of those things where most people, you know, we live in a, in a sterile world now you know it's like we seal our houses off you know it's like we want to make them as energy efficient as possible but now we have no connection to the outside there's so much from a uh, a standpoint where you know we use these antibacterial soaps and all these things and and it's just now it's we you know we're killing off all the things that actually help us to live as 
high performance person as we can be, right? Right. So, so, so all right. So we're going to kick this off here. We've got uh, the six ways to improve our good bacteria and our good biome. Number one, take it away, Steph. Is fermented foods. So um, fermented foods has, have been used traditionally before they had um, refrigerators and um, to to keep food to last longer. But in that fermentation process, they um, it produces a lot of good bacteria that that helps our gut. So we're continually feeding our um, good gut bacteria. Um, it's super easy to make fermented foods like fermented sauerkraut is just chopped up cabbage with salt and you put it in a jar and mush it down and make sure it's covered with water and then let it sit on the counter pretty pretty simple um and there's a you know pickles traditionally fermented pickles were great um onions i mean they fermented everything they fermented cod liver oil fermented um meats and um so it was a great way to preserve food and a great way to um, to help your gut bacteria. My friend wrote a whole book on um, fermented foods. Her name's Sarika Serenhaus, and um, it's called The Funky Kitchen. So, And I'll put a link to her, her book if you're interested, but it's a really simple book on how to make all kinds of fermented foods, how to ferment your beans so they're easier digestible, how to ferment grains so you can make bread you know a lot of they always talk about gluten being so bad but you know if if you're a person that doesn't react poorly to a lot of grains even if if you make fermented grains they tend to be easily digestible so it's a pretty pretty great way to keep your gut bacteria constantly replenished Mm -hmm. so you're going to talk about number two dose yeah, well, and actually on that on that topic of the fermented foods, it's not just foods. We also have drinks, right? Oh, oh, sorry. So, and I know we have completely yeah. talked about that, like, before <laughs> before the call. <laughs> and I have quite a few cultures in my kitchen. Um, so drinks could be anywhere from water kefir, which is you, you can order kefir grains. And I actually owe Ryan some water kefir <laughs> grains. Um, and some... The uh, kombucha, which is a fermented tea, and you use a culture for that. Both of them are, are cultures. Um, fermented milk, like uh, milk kefir or um, yogurts, um, Greek yogurt. And right. um, you can make your own Greek yogurt uh, with, if you can get access to raw milk, you can add a culture to it and make your own yogurts that are, are really great. And those are a way to continue the replenishing your gut bacteria. You never want to use like the the low fat, you know, sugar laden yogurts um, right. because the sugar is just you know really a big negative and causes a lot of inflammation, and you're not getting a really good fermented the the right the yogurt itself and the is just not. A high quality. It's, they're right. adding sugars in there for taste, not to try to get more people to buy them versus actually using them there for health benefits, right? Right. So they right. promote yogurt as as a health benefit, but yet they're loading it down with other things that are kind of discounting the health benefits that we get from it. Correct. Correct. So, 
Yeah. So cool. So we got all kinds of fermented things. Another book that I really like that I've enjoyed is that Nourishing Traditions, which is oh, just yeah. a huge textbook. I mean, you can get it at the library if you don't have it, but it's got a lot of ways on how to ferment foods as well. So, right. but I haven't I haven't seen your friend's book. That's one I'll have to check out because I do yeah. have Nourishing transi- Traditions in my my kitchen as well. Right. So. Or you can do a search for um, on YouTube or. Um, on the web on how to make um, homemade sauerkraut or homemade fermented foods because there's yep. there's a lot of videos on it. Yep. And and that's actually one of the things I know you have taught classes on fermenting foods as well as making water and uh, water kefir and kombucha and stuff. Right. Locally right. where you're at. Right. I right. should for the Western A Price Foundation. I'm a member and I've taught a few classes on that. Very cool. So, uh, so our second, actually talking about the Weston A. Price, is number two, and that's actually eating local. So most people don't realize that where we live, and historically as a um, as a species of humans, where we were um, when we were, I guess, no more nomadic, and we would actually put down in places, and we would eat locally, our gut biome would actually adjust to where we live. So where we are now is like, since I'm in Kentucky, my food resources are different than where you are in Arizona. So if I'm trying to eat what you are there, it's not actually necessarily helping me from a health perspective as much as eating good quality foods locally. So I think that's where a big thing comes in from grocery stores, everything. You know, we have foods that are now being shipped in from all over the world and we are eating foods that are not for us locally. So it kind of can really cause a lot of stress on the on the gut biome as well. Plus, the um, seasonally, if you're buying food seasonally, it tends to match what your body needs at that time. Like in the summer Absolutely. when it's hot, you generally want lighter foods. I mean, it's pretty uh, mm-hmm. logical. Like whenever in the winter and it's cold, you want more broths and um, some right. more meat and uh, more substantial type food. So. Um, yep. And if you're eating locally, you gradually gravitate to that. Yes, definitely. And also then whenever we're eating meats, right, if I'm going to, I have a local butcher that brings in a grass-fed cow every week. She butchers it and has it processed. She actually has freezer packs that you can buy, all, all different kinds of things. But she also makes bone broth. She has marrow bones and everything that's available for purchases there. But if I'm eating from beef or chicken or or pork that is raised here and pastured locally, its gut biome is very similar to mine. So it's going to help promote my body versus having something that's coming from some other country and who knows what it's been. Right, because it's fighting off the same local viruses and bacteria. Exactly. And, uh, and of course, then eating local vegetables as well. Obviously, it's seasonal, but, you know, then trying to work with farmers that don't use pesticides, things like that. So that whole eating local and eating healthy will really help, too. So that's definitely, I love the bone broth. And you mentioned the Weston A. Price Foundation. They have resources on the website that will help you find uh, farmers, local markets, things like that, to right. uh, to be able to purchase those. That's the the job of the Weston A. Price leader locally is to help resource local foods. So um, through the Weston A. Price Foundation, I I found my egg person. I found the meat, you know, the butcher shop that I use, and and everything is local too. Right. Although in the summer it's sort of hard here. The my 
my egg girl, she ran out of eggs because it's hot and the chickens don't lay as much. So I had to buy some eggs from the grocery store. But, yep. Yep. So, um, so next number, number three. three is skincare. So we have a ton of um, bacteria and viruses that are beneficial that live on our skin. And every time we use antibacterial soap, or wash our hair, or even even if it's not antibacterial, um, it's it's washing away a lot of our good gut um, good flora. So some mm-hmm. things you can do, um, you can make sure your cosmetics are uh, natural. They have a lot of mineral cosmetics that are um, not chemical based. And um, whenever you shower, make sure you're you don't have to scrub every inch of you. You can just rinse off or you know shampoo every couple days. Or, um, you know, you, you don't have to, you know, slather with soap every single time you're in the shower. If you're eating right and um, really um, taking care of your gut flora and your skin flora, then you won't smell funky. Right. Yeah. So. It's like that's that bacteria. So it's like, you know, people talk about using deodorants and antiperspirants and everything that's on there and they're trying to kill the smell and prevent themselves from sweating but whenever we have a good healthy skin bacteria we don't actually smell because those things are basically eating the bacteria and the sweat and everything else that's on our so so you don't really have a smell whenever you have a good bacteria for both in your gut and on your skin right right it's and then i read a new york times article about this new company um it's called Aobiome, and it's a spray um, that sprays on your ammonia oxidizing bacteria. And um, in the past, we've we've had ammonia oxidizing bacteria all over our bodies, and um, it it was a pretty good barrier to eat up excess oil, to you know eat the bad bacteria, but. What has happened is that um, those the soaps we use, even if they're not, um, even if they have, they're not antibacterial, they tend to kill off those bacteria. So it's a spray you spray in your body, in your armpits, and um, you let it dry. And over time, it will it regulates your skin um, where you don't need to use soap, and it's right. it's great. It takes about. I believe from the article, it takes like six weeks to adapt. So in the adaptation period, you may feel a little funky. So, I mean, that may be a little prohibitive. I'm, I mean, I think it's like a, you know, it's a bell curve of process until you get to the end. But the reporter who used the AO biome for the article, whenever her her test time was up, she ended up sticking with the, um, the AO biome. Instead of going back to the shampoos and, and conditioners and soaps and stuff, which is pretty amazing. Um, I've looked into it right now. It's $100 for a month, so that's a little pricey, but um, you know, whenever I might try it sometime coming up. Sure. Yep. So, I mean, and I think, again, taking care of, you have to take care of the baseline first, right? right. You have to eat well. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to do some things like not strip away all of this stuff and really, again, try to get healthy. And then we can start adding additional things in, right? Right. And then, you know, just by not using parabens and stuff, that's a good, good step. Um, not washing all of your good bacteria off every time you take a shower, not shampooing your hair every single day. I mean, those are all really good steps. 
Right. Okay, next so, is yeah. number four, the gut flora. Right. Yeah, so there's a really cool company that's uh, come out here recently. It's called Ubiome, U-B-I-O-M-E, and for $89, you can actually have your gut flora and your biome, gut biome tested and they will tell you, okay, are you? Do you have an overgrowth of candida? Do you have, you know, what is your actual biome in within your gut system? How, how does how healthy is it? How does it look? And from there, we can kind of determine, okay, what do we need to do to enhance your uh, your gut flora, your gut biome? What do we do? We need to take a prebiotic, a probiotic. Do we need to add some digestive enzymes in there? And not all digestive enzymes, probiotics, or prebiotics are created equal. So we actually want to see what it is, and we want to really get in there and, and like start taking care of it. So that may be adding fermented foods. Again, that's going to be adding local, all these different things. But let's test it and put, a, put some numbers with it. So as quantified self, because we look at all this stuff, we want to. I want to see where those numbers are, and then we can have it retested and see how well you're doing. So right. that's the Ubiome, and that's and then again the supplements. Not all of them are created equal. We want to. We want to look at based on that, and then think about supplements potentially. All right. Yeah. And number five is just stress reduction and slowing down. Um, this week I had a um, webinar with the Czech Institute, and we went over. Um, it was all about irritable bowel syndrome. And irritable bowel syndrome is actually not a diagnosis. It's a collection of symptoms. And um, the lady who was talking specializes in IBS. And she said the number one thing that she noticed that helped all of her patients or clients was to get them to slow down and chew their food. So, um, with the Superhuman Coaching Program, um, they recommend that you chew your food 30 to 40 times each bite. Mm-hmm. So um, when you really masticate that food, it breaks it down into tiny, tiny particles. It allows the digestion to start in your mouth. And when you're in a relaxed environment, when you're sitting down um, you know, with a quiet meal, nice, pleasant, relaxing music playing, um, it relaxes your stomach. So whenever the food goes to your stomach, it's it's easily digested and you're going to help feed those good gut bacteria and help them do their job of breaking down the food and delivering it to where your body needs it. And um, Ryan has a book. You've read a book that's called the slow, the slow down diet. So uh, my food psychology certification that I have through the guy, the person that actually created the program, it was through the Spencer Institute, but the, but the, program is actually created by Mark David. He has actually the Institute for the Psychology of Eating as a program that he's has now where there's some certifications and stuff, but there's a lot of education there. But he has written a book called The Slow Down Diet, and it really is about learning to be present with your meals, take that stress out of it, and take your time while you're eating so that your body has the ability to, again, begin that digestion in the mouth but also, whenever we're stressed, we start killing off all that bacteria, and we start really not feeling that good, or our body can't digest it well enough. So it's a it's a pretty cool book. It's definitely worth a read. It's a lot of the psychology of eating, 
and the psychology of nutrition versus just, hey, here's diet and nutrition and things like that. Great. Yep. And so. number six, our last one, is right. um, a ketogenic diet. And right. that um, diet works great for folks, especially who have a candida overgrowth or an overgrowth of really bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. So um, you want to... We talked about it in our last show, um, and we're all gonna, we're also going to talk about it next week with Jimmy Moore. Right. Yep. So we got special guest Jimmy Moore coming on here next week. But yeah, the ketogenic diet is just works so well for so many different conditions and and health issues. But you know, whenever we, so many people were, are on antibiotics and and you know they've taken multiple rounds, and we have such a a high incidence of, you know, of different types of, um, not viruses, but, uh, I'm drawing a blank of what I'm looking here, but at the same time, we're, we're killing off our gut bacteria because we take so much antibiotics and it kills our skin bacteria as well as our gut. So, but then we will get an overgrowth of this candida, right? And then it takes over. And as we feed it carbs, it grows more and more and more. So now our good bacteria can't grow, right? Right. It's a, we all have candida in our system. It's just right. when it gets out of control is right. the problem. Because usually it's in check because we have enough good bacteria that's, you know, keeping it in its place, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, uh, so that's where the ketogenic diet, which as if you go back and listen to the interview with Dr. Dom Diagostino, he is... One of the foremost experts, definitely on ketogenic diets. Yeah, he's I would amazing. Say. Yeah, and it is. Uh, you know, this is whenever we're really, really reducing down the carbohydrates to really low levels and increasing fat. It's not about increasing protein. It's actually about getting into ketosis, measuring it, knowing where it is, and teaching the body to work off of the ketones and the fatty acids. Right. And whenever we don't have those carbohydrates, we can definitely help to heal the gut whenever we do add some of the uh some of the fermented things back in there and it's usually we're not going to add so much that we're spending a lot of time out of ketosis but you can definitely heal the gut bacteria right and something we forgot when we added talked about eating locally um Mm -hmm. um bone broth uh or i don't know where bone broth fit in there i I guess we could add a number seven um, bone right. broths are great for healing the gut because when you're cooking um, with bone, uh, animal bones, or or you know chicken or fish bones, and mm-hmm. um, you have an acid in in it like vinegar or wine, it really draws out the minerals, and those minerals and um, the collagen, the glucosamine, and the chondroitin that break down from the bone when you drink those broths, it's really healing for the gut. Right. So yep. number seven is, is broth. Yep. And, and I think we had originally put it under that local just because we, again, want those things that are right. lo- closer to being local to us, too. Right. So it kind of, it will definitely, it's a separate category. Yeah, and, it's and like I two, have, two and a half. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have, I just picked up a container of bone broth from my butcher that I was talking about. So I bought her freezer pack that had just amazing amount of food in it. But we had a marrow bone and a and a whole tub of bone broth that came in our freezer pack. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I just finished making some bone broth. And um, I've made beef, well, I made beef bone broth. And I've made beef bone broth before. And mm-hmm. it wasn't that good. But I was using um, apple cider vinegar 
And this time I did a reduction of, of red wine, Merlot. I cooked mm -hmm. it down. Um, I think I started out with two cups and cooked it down to like a half a cup. And then I, I sauteed like four onions in butter and then added that and then cooked it overnight. Oh my gosh, it's the best bone broth I've ever had. So good. Sounds wonderful. Yes. So. Well, cool. Well, great. Well, that's, uh, that is our top six slash seven uh, kind of hacks, 6. I guess, 5. for improving. Yeah, 6.5 for, for improving your, your own biome, the, own, the universe that's within your body, I guess. Right. So, and, uh, right. They're, they're more than we are, you know. There's mm -hmm. nine times of them than us. Right. So yes. be, be kind to your biome. Absolutely. It will definitely help keep you healthy. That's the things that are, you know, whenever you can keep that healthy, allergies and all those things just seem to disappear sometimes. Yep. Perfect. So, all well, right. Well, great. Thank you for calling in, Ryan, or I called you. So <laughs> yeah, the, a, um, sorry. So another, another great podcast, you know, uh, I guess follow us, you know, make sure you hit us up on Facebook that facebook.com slash fitness nerds podcast. We have the website all up and ready. It is at fitnessnerdspodcast.com. It goes over to our Podbean site. There's some things there if you want to donate to the show just from uh, to help us keep these shows up. So sometimes when we have the longer shows like we did with Dr. Diagostino, those require more bandwidth. So I would uh, we would we take care of that out of our own pocket. Stephanie does in this case, and we uh, we would. Obviously, love uh, love a little help if you can do that there as well. And please rate us on iTunes. Absolutely, yep. So if you could go over to iTunes or Stitcher and rate us, that would be fabulous. Yes, and if you've got questions or want to hear something on the show, let us know. You can drop us an email at fitnessnerdspodcast at gmail.com. Great. Thanks, Ryan. All right. We'll catch up with you soon. Okay.